Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And welcome to Your Tech Life, yourtechlife.com, the uh, website to go to to get in touch and say good day. My name's Trevor Long. Each and every week talking technology with questions about technology from you, the listeners. Uh, all you got to do is send me an email, go to the website, yourtechlife.com, which will direct you to EFTM, uh, or you can phone 1-800-157-157. It's all about helping you. If you've got questions, problems, comment, here to help and to try and inform you with the latest news and information as well. Lots to talk about this week. The uh, next generation consoles are out. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. We've got a couple, couple of games I'll tell you about this week and... Whether or not, if you love a particular game, is having the 360 version enough? Or is the one version, Xbox we're talking about, so good you have to have it? An interesting exercise. Uh, cricket on your mobile phone. And we're going to talk CryptoLocker. The, um, the virus uh, we talked about with a caller a couple of weeks ago, Bob, on episode 213. Um, we're going to chat to someone from, from Kaspersky Lab this week and find out really what that is. Um, All thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies. Um, This is your tech life. I thank you very much for listening and downloading or wherever you are right across Australia and around the world. Um, It's great to have your company each and every week. And as I say, you can go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Get in touch, say good day, and we'll hear from you very soon. Let's get cracking on your tech life. 1-800-157-157 1-800-157-157 the number to get in touch. Say good day. Let's go back to calls. G'day, Barry. Hi, Trevor. What can I do for you, mate? Well, um, this might be a hard one, but um, my mum, who's 88 years old, mm-hmm. <coughs> and dad's just passed away a couple of months ago, and I think I'm um, trying to find something to get her mind off things and keep her busy. Um, mm. 88, you said, yeah? 88, yeah. And are you looking to buy a device for her that, that you can help with this? Uh, well, I think, look, she's she's got a laptop, mm. which we picked up a couple of years ago, maybe 18 months ago, mm. and she's on the internet, so she can get emails. She's sort of not bad for age. I'd say she's good for age. She's going to say, bloody hell, mate, I'd love my nana to have email. Yeah, but there's but no she chance can get there. emails, and when my son was overseas, she... Um, she used Skype, you know, so... Okay, so there's their Wi-Fi at home? Yeah, yeah, Wi-Fi, and um, she's got 50 gig um, with Optus. Have you so ever used... Uh, what, what sort of phone have you got, Barry? Phone? Have you got a phone I've, or a tablet? What have you got? <clears throat> well, I've got a an, an iPad mini, and I've also got a... Um, oh, my wife's got an iPhone, but I've got... Uh, what do you reckon she'd do if you gave her an iPad mini? Um... I could give her mine or lend it to mine and get a new one, but I don't know. I mean, well, I'll tell you why I say patience. that. She plays patience. Well, this is this is what I was going to say, right? I just and and I would love if this happens. I'd love to know what, hap- what how it goes because a you're right. You could give her the hand me down of yours, and you could get the new Retina iPad Mini, right? Because she's not going to yeah. notice between Retina and, and not. Yeah, exactly. It's you yeah. know it's something you'll notice. But I, I have observed a lot of. Um, Experienced Australians, as Telstra like to call them, but you know, seniors uh, literally get so much more engaged with with things by the use of this technology. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Word with friends, Scrabble is what it is, but it's with random people on the internet, and you can just continually play Scrabble, move after move with like five different people at the same time, and it's so easy to do. Um, uh, Sudoku, there's plenty of Sudoku apps. 
I guarantee you there's a solitaire slash patience app. Um, draw something. Did you ever play Draw Something? No. It was a it's a it's a silly game, right? But here's how it works: you open the app up and you say, "I want to play a new game." It finds you a random person on the internet to play with, and then it puts a word up, and you have to draw that word. So it's like, um, what's the name of that game? The board game you used to play. But anyway, you draw the draw the word, and the person oh, at the squiggle, other end, squiggle or something. Yeah, kind of like that. The person at the other end then has to actually sees you drawing it. Not they don't see the finished drawing until the end. They actually see you draw it. Okay. And and they have to guess what word it is, and the faster they guess, the more points they get. I played this game against a lady who was eighty something. She was very good at it, okay. and it was great fun to to play the game. Just little mate, there are. I, that's just a couple that I've touched on. There has to be more, and it's there's brain training games, which you know sound yeah, crazy, I've got but one of those which has got on a laptop, which she does use. I just it's think I just think with a laptop, reader. right? The, the the laptop is something that you've got to you know she's got to put that on the table. She's got to open it up, mate. Yeah. The iPad she could be sitting on the lounge watching the TV at night and play a game of Scrabble slash Words with Friends, whatever it might be, with you or some with one of the grandkids or with someone random on the internet. Um, she could be. There's so many things she could be doing, and I think an iPad slash a tablet is a really great way to do that. Okay. Well, I, I never thought of that. See, that's why when I wrote to you or, or yeah. made contact with you, I thought, you know, you'll know something. And, and I never thought of that. I'm thinking of laptop, but you're right. I'm, and I'm thinking... My grandsons, for example, or her her uh, great grandkids, hmm. they have all got um, iPads. Because well, when I say all of them, are the hmm. older ones, because they have to have them at school. Well, and I'll give you another reason for that. Then, and this is where it gets. Some people will listen to this and go, "Oh, that's ridiculous." But this is to me mind blowing. We've got one iPod Touch in the house, and it's for the kids, which is just an iPhone without the phone capabilities, right? But I taught my my oldest son, who's six, turning seven next month. I taught him how to do iMessage, which is like text messaging, but just from Apple device to Apple device. Mm -hmm. And I put in his phone, his iPod, I put um, my number, um, his mum's number, his granny's number, and his cousin's number, one of his little little uh, cousins, same age. And he sends text messages. Not all the time. He's only allowed to use it a couple of, couple of days a week, let alone a couple of minutes at a time. But i got to tell you, as a dad at work, you know, with the with the overbearing kind of sense of guilt because I'm at work all the time and I don't get to see the kids, it's awesome to get a message from my son. And can I tell you, your mother would be blown away to be having oh, yeah. text message conversations with her grandkids. Yeah. Um. Just and that's my my thing about the iPad is, uh, that's the thing. She could be in bed with it beside the bed and read a book. She could be on the lounge. She could take it. You put a th- SIM card in. She could take it to bingo. Do you know what I mean? She can take it anywhere. Yeah. Um, and all those things are available to her. And I know that they're possible on the laptop. There's probably programs for all those things, but I just don't think they are as easy to use or as connected in terms of, you, you, especially when you mentioned, you know, and I'm sorry to hear about your, your father, but you mentioned the, the, the sense of loss there and, and the trying to, you know, take that out of her mind. Imagine the number of people she'll feel like she's in touch with when she's yeah. using this technology. Uh-huh. Yep, I think you. I think you're right. You might have hit on something there. And and the good thing is, I can take my because I don't use it all the time. I don't have to have trial it, it out. Just play oh, with it. See yeah. what see what she yeah. thinks. Because she may say, "Don't be silly." That's at the start. But then oh, you leave I've it there. It a couple of times, you should yeah, have right. got instead of a of a laptop, you should have got a an iPad or something. You know, and and, um, and what you do is you say to her, "Look, you know what? I I don't disagree. The laptop's not a great thing for doing email and everything." 
Um, and you can put the email on the iPad, but not, not right away. But she's probably still better off with the email on the laptop because it's a much easier thing to type on and, you know, do the yeah, pen yeah, pal sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Whereas the iPad is more just for those quick and easy tasks like playing games. Um, you might put banking on there. I don't know what other things she does, but, yeah, you know, well, there's... She does do banking on her, on her um, laptop. The, fra- the phrase, there's an app for that, is there for a reason. And it would be mind-blowing to think about what... Um, what things an 88-year-old um, woman like your mum could do with it without the fact that we, we didn't think it was something she'd be doing. So I'd love to hear what happens, mate. All right. Well, that's what I might do. I'll get mine. I'll connect it to, uh, her, to her Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi and, um... Put some apps on it. Just put yeah. just what you do is you leave all your stuff on there. You say, Mum, don't touch that stuff and just, just create a whole page at the other end um, yep. or you move all your stuff to one side, whatever. Um, create a folder that has got mum written on it and just put her stuff in there and off you go. And the thing about it is, you know, and I, I don't know how you're worried about this stuff is, but you can just remove your email accounts from it and then put them and then put them back on. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not worried about that. Mm. <clears throat> I think possibly for her maybe an iPad would be better than an iPad mini because, um, you know, the bigger screen and that. Yeah, but, and look, um, the, the yeah, new sorry. iPad, the iPad Air is, is a lot lighter. Um, and, you know, you can buy a nice little case for it or something, you know, but, but have a play around with the Mini for a bit and see how it goes. Okay. I'd love to hear back from you, Barry. Okay. Good on you, mate, and thanks Thank for getting in touch. Much, Good on you. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, the cricket season is upon us and the Ashes is about to start. Cricket Australia has released their new cricket Australia Live app. And this is the first time they've developed it themselves. It used to be that this was a Vodafone kind of partnership deal. Vodafone's no longer the major sponsor. So um, this is now specifically Cricket Australia. And that's a smart digital move by Cricket Australia in terms of owning the intellectual property and um, what goes on in the app. But basically a a very nice app available to download now and um, has access to all the scores and information you need. Plus, you can now live stream the game. So all the available matches for 365 days is 20 bucks. I said on the radio today to guess because I didn't know. I thought it'd be 80 bucks. 20 bucks? Like it's five bucks a day or it's 20 bucks for the year. That's insanely good value, which means you can watch all of the TV coverage uh, of you know all the main events streamed live to your device. And I think that's going to mean both the stuff that's on Channel 10 and Channel 9. So a very interesting little proposition. I'd love to hear from cricket fans. What did you think? Have you downloaded it? Have you had a look? And will you pay the 20 bucks? Is it worthwhile paying the 20 bucks? So um, very, very nice stuff. If you're into cricket, well worth the download. Cricket Australia Live. Search for it on the iTunes and Google Play stores. YourTechLife.com, place to go to get in touch. Let's keep going with calls. G'day, Ian. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm goodly. What can I do you for? A bit of a dilemma. I've been building on it for a couple of months now. I'm, uh, I've had Ostar, Bleak, Fostock, Fox, uh, Tell for well, many years, I yep. suppose. Yep. And I'm at the stage of saying goodbye to it all. And, and because of the progress of happening, and I'm a movie man, let's put it that way, my family. Yep. We're into the movies and streaming series and so forth and... Apple TV and uh, whatever. Mm. Uh, I've got I've got a good PDR to Samsung, but um, complicated menus. Yes. Um, my wife has no idea about it at all, and of course with the with the Ostar controller, it's it's very simple to record. Yes. So to try and find a PDR, I've been looking and looking and looking around, and all the, like uh, 
at, at many of them. But I'm, I'm tending to think now that uh, that uh, the way we've gone with the streaming, mm. that maybe uh, PVRs are going out anyhow. I, I, you you mean in terms of the amount of catch-up content that's actually available out there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't huge, disagree. And it's easier to do. Well, look, so it I, is. I've looked at Xbox. I'm an Xbox man at the moment, yeah. 360. Yeah. But I've looked at the Xbox One and the and the PlayStation Four mm. because there was talk that these things are going to be PVRs in their own right. Anyhow, yeah. oh look, I can tell you right now, they're not going to do what you want them to do. No, um, that they may uh, record content that's coming into them, but uh, until they have a full program guide and, and they let you actually choose what you get, you know, I don't think it's a it's a suitable PVR. Uh, replacement. So I think you, you are you're, you pretty much nailed it first up. You you actually you're on the right track already with your Samsung and and your Foxtel, your Ostar. But you know what I think, um, Ostar slash Foxtel. If you have it and you believe you're going to have it for a long time, it's your best PVR. The i because you, can you get the IQ box? I've got it. Basically, I've got the Ostar equivalent. And so, what do you not like about that? Why do you need the Samsung at all then? Joe, I've been watching Oster for, um, for for a long time, yeah. for many years, since basically you could, you could get an Oster. Yeah. And it's got to the stage where You've seen there, it all. there's not a lot of value. I don't find value for money. So you're you're not just suggesting you need a new PVR. You're suggesting you're going to dump Fox to, or you're going to dump Ox, Ostar, stick with free to air and streaming movie and, and TV services. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean. <laughs> It's tough because if I was in the same position, there's no way I'm getting rid of Foxtel anytime soon because of just the amount of content that it, there is there. Um, you know, ABC and SBS uh, content is, is well, SBS from, from launch, and I'm sure ABC won't be far away on the Xbox. Um, but you remember, it's not every show. Plus, if, let's say, um, I don't know, let's just call it Mythbusters, right? If it's on SBS at 8.30, it's not on the, the, on the SBS On Demand app for at least an hour afterwards. So... You you don't really get it get it straight away. I don't know. There's just some real disadvantages to it, but there's some massive advantages to it as well in terms of just getting likes, it when you want it. The likes of it, the pair of us, only my wife and myself. Hmm. I mean, we're quite happy to sit back and record and watch things tomorrow or the next day after. I mean, we do. Well, you know what you do while you've got your Ostar and before you cancel it. Um, uh, I think. Have you got a tablet or, or anything in the house? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and grab the grab the ABC Eye View. Grab the SBS On Demand. Grab the, the 10 Play, Channel 10. 10 is, the 10 Play is very good. Do you like it? What do you like about it? I, I think it's terrific because, I mean, to try and record something on free-to-air TV to, and rely on regular programming uh, yeah. start finishing. Is, and is everything you want to see on the 10 Play? You're not missing any shows? No. Fantastic. Yeah. So what, what you do is you kind of challenge yourself to go a month without using your PVR. And then just what you know, I know this sounds completely analog and silly, but on the coffee table next to the lounge, put a pen and paper. And then every time there's something that you can't get on the on the iPad, which is essentially all the content you can get on um, you know an Xbox with those apps on it, then write it down. And then you then you determine at the end of the month how important is that content. Because if that content isn't that important, then an Xbox or a PlayStation are perfect for you because not only can you watch your SBS On Demand and what will all those other platforms become available, but you can also rent movies and, you know, heaven forbid, you play some games as well, mate. Oh, I, I do play. Well, I basically play one game. What game? I'm a Call of Duty ghost at the moment. Well, I've been playing Call of Duty Ghosts on the Xbox One. 
It's very nice. But you know what? I've also been playing on the Xbox 360. It's not that much different. No, I get I get a lot of lag on 360. When you say lag, are oh, you playing multiplayer? I do, yeah. Uh, okay, see, I haven't tested that. Uh, the multiplayer is my biggest bugbear. Right. I, mean, I finished the game. Wow, how long did that take? Oh, I suppose. I only play a couple of hours at a time at the most. I'll play three or four nights. Really? Okay, I think I got... Where did I get to the other night before I had to restart uh, to do the comparison? I got, like, through the stadium. I rescued Ajax. Yeah. Oh, he was dead. Sorry to spoil it for anyone. Um, and then I got a little bit further on, and then I kind of I didn't know where how far I'd got through, but I felt like I'd, you know, maybe mm. 10%. <laughs> well, I won't, I won't tell you the finish of it. But there's yeah. definitely another story coming. Okay, don't spoil it. <laughs> I, you know, I've never... I don't think I've ever played a game from start to finish. I've played, I've played them all through. I've, yeah, I've right. quite enjoyed the storyline. Okay. Oh, I've, I've, yeah, I've never... Because it's like Grand Theft Auto, right? One of my favourite games. I'm, I've only played maybe three missions because I just love driving around. Yeah, yeah. I just love the free-form, driving around, have fun and enjoy. It's You know what it is, and I've said this to people who think gaming silly. I love the idea that I can sit in my lounge room, my bedroom, or my man cave, wherever it is that I've got the, the, the games console, and I can just dip into another world and forget the worries and the woes of the world. I, I do that. Don't I, you I, think... I, I've got a bad back and I've just got to sit back and take things easy or, you know, and it's great really takes your mind off everything. Yeah. Oh, good one. So, look, I'm, back I'm to your original there, back to your original question. Yeah. I think that given the, the, the amount of stuff that's becoming available on Xbox and PlayStation, um, I reckon you might just make it through with those great catch-up services. The problem being plus seven, ten play, how far off are they from those services? I don't know. Um but, you know, certainly the Xbox, from what I've seen, is a, is a pretty good platform, mate. So um, it might be worth having a look at if you can uh, dabble some uh, cash into it early um, next week. Do you, do you think Netflix will ever come out here? No. 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 You've, you've got your big pond movies. You've got your Xbox movies. There's enough movie services that oh, you're yeah. going to get those movies. The TV shows, they're all oh, locked up. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing, you know. You've got your Apple TV. Yeah. It's pretty good on its own. Yeah. And, and what you can do is you can run uh, the Apple TV through the Xbox, right? And so you can actually snap the Apple TV to one side of the screen. While you're playing COD, you can have, just in a very small window up the top, you can have, uh, you know, other stuff, the TV or the Apple TV playing. It's very funny. Been on tell my, my wife, <laughs> Good on you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. And you can get in touch too. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com. So you know I'm not a massive gamer. I've never admitted to being, you know, huge into the gaming. I just don't have a lot of time for it. But I have enjoyed Call of, uh, sorry, uh, Grand Theft Auto of late, and I started playing Call of Duty recently. Now I've been lucky enough to be able to play Call of Duty on the next generation Xbox One console, and I'll tell you more about the Xbox One next week. But Call of Duty, and the, the, I guess the point I want to make here is for people who are thinking that it's a desperate thing to go out and get the Xbox One. For a game like Call of Duty, and and speaking to uh, you know caller Ian there earlier, um, you know clearly people, you know do do get addicted to one game a lot. I'm sure. In fact, I know the graphics are much better on the Xbox One, but I don't know that they're noticeable in gameplay. Um, I think that probably it's in a couple of years when developers learn how to take the most advantage of the game, plus the fact that this game was developed for both the 360 and the One and the PlayStation and all those other ones, that they probably can't make the most of the graphics. I think from the preview videos that I've seen, things like Forza 
or Gran Turismo, things that are specific to one console, specific to next generation, will mean the best quality at this day and age. They'll be better to come. But I'm, I'm surprised. I don't think um, Call of Duty Ghost on next gen is enough to go out and buy the, the Xbox One for. If you've got a 360, I think Call of Duty Ghost is fantastic on it. I'll need I'll, I'll about a better judgment and wait for people to tell me whether or not multiplayer experience is as good or worse or better um, on the one versus the 360. But certainly, um, I didn't see other than distinctly much better quality flames in the background or sparks in the air or you know we're talking lens flare we're talking shine on a window that looks better on the xbox one than the 360 and i know those things are important because they they add realism but in terms of playing the game um while i'm running around shooting people and trying not to be shot i felt the 360 was brilliant and fantastic to play on the storyline was amazing so my my basic summary there is um, Call of Duty Ghost for next Xbox One is amazing, but it's not a quantum leap ahead that justifies the purchase of a new console. Um, but I think you'll find that if you're into gaming over the next week, you will hear about and see several games that do justify that purchase, whether it's a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. I'd love to know what you think. Get in touch. Send me an email. Go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And we thank the good people from Garmin each and every week here on Your Tech Life. And uh, I love looking at Garmin products because they're just so innovative. The Forerunners 220 and 620 watches. There's a coach in every one of them. So this is just a watch. You wear it on your wrist. You can see the time. But when you're out running or jogging or whatever it might be, you can see... You know, all the fitness information you need, your pace, your distance, your cadence, all those different things. And it's a coach inside the watch, a coach that's actually helping you be better than before or hit a certain milestone. Plus, if you pair it with your mobile through the Garmin Connect mobile app, the 620 can actually send information about your training run or race live out to the world. So you could be in a race. Let's say you're a triathlete. You could actually be in the race and your friends anywhere in the world could be tracking where you are and what you're doing and how you're going. Just a great little thing. Plus, with um, when used with other, other uh, running products they have in your shoes, they can measure, measure the, the running motion, your foot's on the ground rather than in flight, all those different things. This is seriously interesting stuff. And for people that are into fitness and running, unbelievable stuff. So um, recovery advisor helping you with your recovery. Plus, it's a bloody good watch, and it looks great on your wrist. So check out the Forerunner 220 and the Forerunner 620 at garmin.com.au. And thanks for listening, Your Tech Life, yourtechlife.com. If you want to get in touch, or you can call 1-800-157-157. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, or you want to chat about anything technology in your life. Now, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Bob rang, and uh, we were chatting about viruses and and what he thought was a a new, new strand, I guess, or style of virus that, that actually took your your data for ransom, not even your computer for ransom. And so I said we'd um, find out what it was all about, and, and I'm going to do that for you right now. So joining me on the line is uh, Sam Bryce Johnson, the technical manager for Kaspersky Lab in Australia and New Zealand. How are you doing, Sam? 
I'm very well, thanks, Trevor. And how are you? Man, I'm excellent. Now, I uh, go back a bit to, to Bob's call originally to me. I remember saying to him that I'd done this story, in fact, on a current affair earlier this year. Um, someone had had their computer locked out and it was pretending to video them. They had to ring up and pay some money and they would get access to their computer again. But it sounds like this crypto locker stuff is going one step further and not just stopping you getting in, but stopping you getting your data. Yeah, you're essentially right there when you say that it goes one step further. We've we've been seeing samples of this ransomware type of malware where, as you say, it holds the computer and the user to ransom hmm. um, until they pay the fee. But a lot of the time, what it was doing, it was it was fake. It, it wasn't really doing what it was saying that it was doing. What, where CryptoLocker is a little bit different is that it's actually encrypting the data. And that makes it quite difficult because when it comes to decrypting the data, there's no straightforward way to do that. And to, to go back a step, I mean, let's talk about the really simple viruses of old. I'm talking late 90s, early 2000s. You get a virus, and if you were stupid enough not to have antivirus, which was a lot of people back then, there was at least um, websites you could go to. A lot of the big antivirus companies would, would tell you how to get rid of the virus and walk you through it, and then you'd install antivirus. Even with ransomware, it would lock your computer and there were smart enough people in the world to kind of reactivate your computer, even if it was reinstalling Windows. You could kind of get around it. But with CryptoLocker, you can get into your computer most likely, but the data is literally just put into a, a time capsule, for, for want of a better word, with a password on it. And until you pay the money, you don't get the data back. And even if you do pay the money, there's no guarantee that you will. That's my next question, yeah, because uh, that, that to me seemed like the next logical step that they would get your data and then why bother giving you the password? They've, they've got you now. Get the money. Yeah, we've, we've heard real mixed reports about uh, users receiving what, what we need as, is like a, a public and a private key. Mm. We're getting mixed reports about the users getting that key in order to unlock the data. Some users are saying, yes, we did receive it after paying the... Uh, I think 300 euro, euro or, or 300 American dollars. Other users are saying, no, we didn't receive anything. So before we talk about who who's doing this, I mean, is it safe to say, and I've been saying on the radio this week, is it safe to say that if you get uh, a crypto locker attack, and we'll talk about how that happens shortly, but if you get it, you, you are basically at their hand. There's no simple way of fixing it. In fact, is there any way of fixing it? Yeah, um, absolutely. If a user uh, takes regular backups of their data, right, and the way that we would which most people that, don't, that's one of those things, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, but so seriously, if if I'm not someone who's done a backup, I've been hit by a crypto locker, and it's asking me for a uh, for for a pass for for money before a password. Is it pay and risk getting the password or not, or just walk away from my data and start all over again, or are there highly expensive or technical methods of getting through the crypto, um, the encryption? Well, unfortunately, the algor- algorithm that they use to encrypt the data is incredibly complex yeah. and, and strong. Um, by d- attempting to decrypt the data just through pure brute force, yep. it's not really feasible. Mm. Um, unfortunately, if a user does have their data encrypted, they're probably best to walk away. And that, that's, they don't have a backup. And what that does is it really reinforces the point that, and I, I said, I've said a lot to people that we need to treat our computers like we treat the rest of our lives. Car insurance, we don't drive around without it. Um, home insurance, you, you don't have you know all you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff, and then don't have home and content insurance often. So why would you do that with your computer? So it's a simple investment, is it not? in internet security software that can help or should help prevent this? 
Absolutely. So reputable internet security software that is kept up to date and maintained mm. along with and just an external hard drive, plug it into your computer, copy your, your vital data onto that, unplug it and put it back in the drawer and that will help you mitigate these threats. And do you say that because even though, and this is with the greatest respect to Kaspersky and every other antivirus company, the, these criminals are working 20 steps ahead of, of authorities, let alone the 10 steps ahead of um, companies like yours. Um, really, it's all wanting to have his data backed up because e- even with the antivirus and the internet security in place, it, there is a risk that the next evolution will slip through a couple of people before you catch up to it. Is that how it works? Well, CryptoLock is interesting in that regard because, remember, it's just encryption software. Right. So, we, well, how, we so how does someone get it? Uh, usually through email. So what we've seen is uh, FedEx or UPS emails. Mm-hmm. They'll have a zip file attachment. Mm-hmm. The user would then double-click the zip file and open it up, and then a PDF, what appears to be a PDF contained within the zip, and that's then running the executable that is uh, CryptoLocker, which installs itself onto the system. And you can do your best to track those things down and stop people downloading that attachment, but in the end you can't actually stop it, can you? We can't stop it on the zero day, what we call zero day, which is the first day. Yeah, yeah. We can't stop it at that point because to us it appears just like a piece of encryption software. Exactly. Someone has to so, suffer before you know it's something. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's one of those things that's done retrospectively, yeah. yeah. So we, we can't block all encryption software because that'll cause many issues with legitimate encryption software. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so once we, and when I say we, I'm talking collectively antivirus. The antivirus, yes, yep. Yeah, once we know that it's a threat, we can then stop it. Do you collaborate with other vendors in that regard? Uh, to, to a certain degree, to right. a certain degree. We, we, share, we share details about threats, but we don't share details on how to neutralise those threats. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess there's another argument for another day, really, isn't it? But, uh, you know, that, that zero day, whether it becomes, you know, seven hours or four hours might come down to that level of, of collaboration, or at least we know there's threat sharing um, going on. So I've got um, I've got Kaspersky or another reputable uh, antivirus internet security on there. Um, hopefully it'll warn me. But if, if I happen to be the zero day victim, the backup is the advisable. And, you know, it's so cheap to go and get a backup drive these days, isn't it? And they're, they're huge. They can fit nearly a whole buddy computer on them. Back it Absolutely. up, put the data there, and then that's um, that's doing several things. It's pre- preventing your concern over CryptoLocker, but it's also the right thing to be doing in terms of uh, your data and, <laughs> and managing your data, isn't it? Well, there's many other reasons to back up other than uh, the, the worry about malware. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah. What, what um, and you may not know this off the top of your head because you're the technical manager, not the sales manager, but uh, for, for an average Joe who's sitting there going now, oh, I haven't installed up, upgraded uh, antivirus internet security, um, when I, which level of Kaspersky is giving me the this this level of protection, the, the crypto locker, and what does that cost? Uh, to be honest, you're you're correct. I don't know the the cost off the top of my head, hmm. but because we're talking about it's a malicious file. Yep. So Kaspersky antivirus, which is our basic level for Windows PCs, right? That w- that will pick up this threat. Well, I mean, that's the, and that's the point there is it's the basic, again, to the home and contents in, uh, example, it's the basic level of cover that you need to get protected here. You don't need to go the whole hog if you don't want, even though it's advisable. Um, it, does it stun you still that people don't have it? Don't run antivirus yeah. software? Well, yeah, in this day and age where yeah. we spend so much of our lives online, yep. um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I thank you for um, uh, helping me understand CryptoLocker a little bit more. And I mean, I don't want to scare people. I really don't. But, 
you know, this this is the kind of thing that people find out about, and it's the kind of thing that happens to people, and it's scary as all hell when it happens, and especially with um, not not devaluing the, the 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 quality and the value of photos or things, but you know, if you're a small business and your MYOB and your other data, customer data, let alone email database or whatever it might be linked up in that encrypted uh, encrypted file. This could be a major problem for your business, so really important that you keep an eye out and uh, and stay safe with backups and antivirus uh, software. Thank you, Sam. No worries. Thank you, Trevor. Sam Bryce Johnson from uh, Kaspersky Lab in Australia. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your Tech, tech Life with Trevor Long. And you're listening to Your Tech Life, yourtechlife.com, the place to go to get in touch, or 1-800-157-157. G'day, Andrew. Hey, Trev. How are you, mate? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Last week, your little question to the listeners was, um, what internet plans do you have? So I replied. Off the back of the the question around the, the Telstra low-cost B-Long carrier, um, an interesting one because I, I, just, I just don't know how many people are actually changing plans. So have you done that? I've done that about two months ago. Right. And where, where did you go from and to? I was with Internode for several years, and I actually moved to their parent company, IINet. Because IINet bought Internode only recently, didn't they? Yeah, or a couple of years ago now. It wasn't but yeah, recent in the what prompt? Yeah. What prompted you to kind of move? What was? Were you unhappy with what the plan or the service or what? Oh, the service couldn't fault into note. They were fantastic mm-hmm. for service. I just because of my rural location, um, the plan was a little bit pricey. Right. And how, how does the rural location add to, add price? Um, basically, because I'm on a Telstra exchange and I wasn't on an internode exchange. Oh, they actually have their own exchanges around the joint. So are you, are you near an IONET exchange then? No, no, I'm still still on the, the same Telstra exchange. It's just that um, what I did was I bundled my home phone along with the internet to help reduce reduce the cost a little bit, but also um, increase my plan. So you used to have a Telstra phone and internet internet and the yep. internode internet, and now you've gone, listen, IONET, I've got a phone, I've got internet, uh, let's bring it all together, and do, do you save money? Yeah, you do, well, you do. You save uh, approximately well, raw to raw is about ten dollars saving there. But the big, the big thing is they usually double your quota for your internet when you bundle with a particular provider. Ah, right. So you're you're getting more downloads. Yeah. So basically, instead of fifty peak, fifty off peak, I'm getting a hundred peak, hundred off peak. And is it a normal phone line or a naked DSL VoIP thing? I'd love to go naked DSL, but unfortunately, I, I can't on the Telstra Exchange. Really? So on the Telstra Exchange, IONET can't offer naked DSL? That's correct. It's not unbelievable. But uh, the main thing is I was paying roughly about $118 for all my services, VoIP, telephone, and internet, but now oh. I've bundled all three services together. Um, I'm getting the... the a lot more internet, which I need for my growing family yep. and my own IT services that I provide for people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I also, um, because I got the VoIP running correctly now, I'm saving myself thirty to forty dollars in um, just phone call costs off the landline. Right. So you're not you, so you might have a normal landline, but you're not using it because you're able to now do VoIP properly and you can save money making calls. Yes, that's correct. And then yes. just the last thing then is the switch. Was the switch difficult? Or was it okay because it was internet to IONET? You know, is it actually a because you know you can change mobile phone carriers in a in a in a half a day or less in a, in five minutes literally. But how does it work with internet? Um, with because I changed all th- all three services uh, at the one time, mm. it was sort of a bit sporadic. The internet came first, 
then the telephone swapped over, and then eventually once the telephone was connected, then I could connect the VoIP. Uh-huh. But uh, there was a little bit of a hiccup, I will have to admit, that um, they, they, for some reason or other, I got lost in the system, so I had to ring them to prompt them to actually do it manually because the automatic switchover didn't work. Hmm. Um, and the other thing that I'd warn to, to listeners is that uh, when you do swap, um, especially your phone provider hmm. on your landline, yeah. Telstra's automatic response is, oh, yes, can you disconnect from us first before you go to your next person? Don't do that because that will then trigger a disconnection and reconnection fee. Huh. So uh, I think that's – I'm not trying to cast dispersions on particular no, companies. No, it's but just process and whatnot, yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, it, you, it's a lot easier. And also that will stop your churn happening properly too if you do uh, things like that. If you disconnect from your previous internet company mm. and reconnect, you'll get charged your full connection fee rather than the churn fee. <laughs> Good advice. Now, I know you've got a bus to catch, but just quickly, a couple of days before the Xbox One comes out, I know you're a gamer. Well, are, you, are you lining up or are you going to wait for a bit? I'm going to wait for a bit, see how see how it goes. I would have loved to have got the day one edition with the day one achievement, but uh, unfortunately, finances. You know, it's a six hundred dollar expense, yeah. and uh, a growing family and whatnot. I'll have to save up. I won't spoil it by saying worth saving up on, but not not something you're missing on day one. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely I like where it's going, and I. I've always been the next box guy over the PS. Yeah, All right, Andrew. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks for the chat. No worries, Jeff. Always a pleasure. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, thank you for your company. I look forward to talking to you online. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and have a chat. Say good day at Trevor Long. Twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long. Uh, Facebook as well. Facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. You can subscribe there. Um, and uh, yeah interesting stuff some questions there I'd love to hear from you on uh, Call of Duty or, or the next gen consoles what do you think a lot of news about this in the coming week and we'll talk about that in more detail next week are you a cricket fan let me know what you think um, but anyway lots to talk about and uh, don't get too scared by the crypto locker thing just keep your antivirus up to date episode 215 thanks for listening thanks to Garmin for their support thanks to you for your support tune in next week we'll talk to you then yourtechlife.com your tech life with Trevor Long